Hey, what's up, everybody? My name's MJ, and you're listening to the MTG in Quarantine podcast. As usual, I'd like to give a quick shout-out to my local game store, Guardian Games. You can find Guardian Games on the web at ggportland.com. Today's episode of the podcast is another in the Lightning Build series, where I bring unsuspecting guests on to try to build a interesting and unique deck shell concept utilizing a random commander blind date style. So the guests on the show do not know exactly which commander they're going to try to build ahead of time until the episode is recording. On to take today's challenge is Doug from EDH Rec. Welcome again back to the show. Howdy. Uh, he's not kidding, by the way. He really just kind of ambushed me at the end of the episode that we we, uh, we did a little while ago. So yes, I really don't know what's going on here. All right. Well, that'll make the episode even more authentic, I suppose. <laughs> so again, just to refresh the listeners of The Ground Rules, I have curated a list of legendary creatures from throughout Magic's his- long and illustrious history that I felt didn't necessarily lend themselves to a single type of build. Again, we aren't going to be having very many, if any, tribal builds that have extreme tribal synergies unless my guests decide that they would like to go in that direction, which is completely fine. The deck shell concept is completely up to them. And Doug, your challenge for today, as we discussed earlier, is Mono Red. Specifically, a commander I've actually been looking at trying to build potentially for my for myself since I don't currently have a Mono Red deck in my arsenal. And that card is Ryuse the Falling Star. Ryuse oh, the, the Fall... You say the Falling the Star is a 5-5 yep, five, five Dragon Spirit, originally printed in Champions of Kamigawa. Costs 5 and a red, has flying, and when Ryosei, the Falling Star, dies, it deals 5 damage to each creature without flying. Take it away. Okay, so we got a 6-mana 5-5. Five, five. We're going to need a little bit of ramp here. It deals the damage specifically to creatures only without flying. So we could do Flying Tribal, that's... Obviously, one that we can do, uh, you can kind of do an Aristocrats build with this, which would be kind of interesting. Um, let's see. I will jump Other... in here that EDH Rec mostly suggests Dragon Tribal in this yeah. for this particular commander. So that's where most people have taken this. Right. I'm, I'm looking at the EDH Rec page for it right now, and I, I can see going that way, it does specifically say, hey, you don't deal damage to flying creatures. Uh, so there's... Obviously that. The other one that's kind of interesting is there are a couple, not as many as there are in Boros, uh, but there are a couple of Repercussion-type cards. Uh, let me see if Repercussion... Repercussion is not even on uh, the page for... Yeah, Repercussion is not on the page for Ryuse at all. So that's interesting. Uh, I would say we can go that route mixed with kind of the aristocrats idea that I had. So I think the first card in is definitely repercussion. And then let's look at the uh, different cards that kind of fit that build in mono red here. So obviously there's stuffy doll. So we got repercussion and stuffy doll as well. Brash taunter, I assume. Yes. That's the other one I was thinking of is, is brash taunter as well. The, Uh, so, the groundwork of the stop hitting yourself deck, effectively. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple of those. I don't want to go too deep into it, though. Uh, it, I mean, repercussion's good and everything, but really, you want to do that, and then you want to kind of mix it with aristocrats as well, which I think would be really fun with Ryusei. So let's just look up what all the dice triggers are in mono red. 
Uh, Goblin Sharpshooter is a great addition there for uh, for death triggers. You can go full goblins, but I'd rather avoid that. Uh, Impulsive Pilfer is another great action here as well. Ooh, should should I be should I be trying to put up a deck list for this here? Uh, no, just a deck shell, a concept. Some of the main cards you'd include in the deck, some major creatures, a win condition potentially, and just some other interesting cards you'd include in the deck. No need to create the whole 99 if you don't want to. Right, right. Yeah, uh, I think that's that's really the route I would go. Uh, is Let's do a whole bunch of the, hey, when this creature dies, it deals damage to people. Uh, you can also kind of do a little bit of the, when it enters the battlefield, kind of go your full aristocrats build with it and then put repercussion in as well uh so that you can while you're killing your own creatures uh make sure that everybody else has taken damage from theirs as well which is a, a, a fun a fun way to do it you're not always going to draw repercussion stuffy doll and brash taunter though uh so and you have to keep in mind that repercussion specifically does hurt you as well as other opponents. Uh, so that's definitely something to keep in mind. As most mono-red burn group slug cards like this do. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's see here. What else have we got? Uh, Hissing Iguanar, whenever another creature dies, you have it deal one damage to start creature or planeswalker. That's pretty fun. Rage Thrower also include there. It's a six-mana creature that whenever a creature dies, you deal two damage, I believe, to one, one target or each opponent. I can't remember which, but it's in the same vein. Yeah. Oh, uh, here's the here's the other one that I've been missing. Um, we need every card that makes devils, like straight straight up. Uh, devil tokens tend to not always uh, tend to deal one damage when they die. Um, so your uh, your Tybalt Rakish Instigator. I was thinking Investigator there. Uh, would definitely be one on that list as well. Let's see what else makes devil tokens. Tybalt devil. makes devil tokens. Yeah, no, Tibble's on that list. Uh, Zerzoth Chaos Rider, also on that list. Uh, and then you got a couple just of your typical sorcery spells like Devil's Playground and, and Dance with Devils uh, that do as well. Oh, and Make Mischief, which is actually kind of cheap. There's even a new one from Forgotten Realms here. Uh, Zeriel, Archduke of Avernus. I think he would just take those six cards right there that make the Devil tokens and scoop them all up uh, and have a little tiny Devil theme inside of it. Let's see if there's, since we went that route, let's see if there's anything that has the devil type that kind of does the same kind of thing. Hellrider, whenever a creature you control attacks, it deals one damage to the player or planeswalker it's attacking, which is really, really good with tokens. Uh, Fiend, you can sack it to destroy target artifact, which is, uh, is, is going to be decent. Your real problem with your typical Aristocrats build here is you're not really going to, in Mono Red, have a way to draw cards or really recur the creatures. Um, let's take a look and see if there is anything that can bring creatures back in Mono Red from the graveyard. Or if we should really lean into the token thing. Uh, I do see Anger here, which is not going to bring anything back for us, but we'll give all our stuff haste. So that's uh, there's a couple different effects you can do with that that will be quite good, including it's not Hellrider, it's the other four-man one that when creatures enter the battlefield, they get plus two, plus zero on haste. Uh, Ogre Battle Driver, I believe. Yeah, Ogre Battle Driver. That would probably be an inclusion that would help with the tokens. That is really a mouthful to say, Ogre Battle Driver. <laughs> Other than that, I see basically nothing uh, that brings creatures back from the graveyard. Now, it doesn't mean that we can't 
put them into play off the top of our library. So let's look at exile library creature and see what comes up here. And you always have both of the squeeze as well. Yeah, uh, that's true. You're, you can you can do bull squeeze once you cast from exile and uh, goblin nabob, uh, which just goes back to your hand every turn. Um, you are probably, since you're in mono red, going to want a couple cost reducers as well. There's the three man monument, Hazaret's monument, I believe. Mm -hmm. Hazaret's monument. Make your, yeah, they'll make red creatures cost one less, and then your uh, medallion as well. And Hazaret's uh, monument also allows you to rummage as well. Yeah, to discard and draw. Or, sorry, sorry to loot, I suppose. Oh, is it loot? Okay. I That's think it, I, 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 I can remember rummage or loot, but yeah, one or the other, you can discard a card or draw a card. Yeah. So, da, da, da. Uh, Luca Coppercoat Outcast is excellent for this deck. Uh, he's the five mana planeswalker that lets you exile cards from the top of your library, and you can cast creature cards exiled this way as long as you control a Luca planeswalker. You can also uh, polymorph with him, but only for creatures with higher converted mana cost, which is great because you can take a three mana one and get something more specific, a little bit higher in your deck, or just get a token and get another creature at, with, with all your triggers, which is pretty fun. Well, except for it's exile target creature, but still you can get stuff that enters the battlefield, which is great. Um, Grenzo Havoc Razor would definitely be on the list here. He's a nice low to the ground creature that you can sack when you don't need them that can goad people or get you cards off the top to keep on playing your cheap creatures. And then Torch of Defiance is a good one as well. She can both get you extra mana and cards off the top. Uh, Fireflux Squad also Polymorphs, which is another fun one. I don't want to get too deep into that Polymorph stuff, though, because we're going to be playing a lot of low-to-the-ground stuff. Uh, Dark Dweller Oracle is made for this deck. Uh, once you sack a creature to exile that part of your library and you can play it this turn, really will, uh, will help you keep your lands going. And, and if you have a whole bunch of cheap creatures, that's going to help a lot as well. Yeah, red definitely has some pieces that allow you to do this. It's just, obviously, red is not the biggest part of the Aristocrats pie. That's usually Black's purview, as well as some Orzhov and Mardu builds. I used to have a Queen Marchesa Aristocrats deck, which did include some red pieces, but obviously not as many as black. Because that's where yeah, you usually get I, the best pieces for that. What I like about this is with Riusei, you really have just, it's not a sacrifice outlet, but it is a way to kind of wipe everybody else's board and yours at the same time, and just do a ton of damage, whether it be through repercussion or through just triggers. Um, I think you do want to lean a little bit into the perforoses of the world uh, that the enter the battlefield triggers as well uh, that deal damage. And, and you can have an actual outlet, sack outlet as well with Goblin Bombardment, uh, which would help quite a bit. And then there's a whole bunch of Servo and Thopter cards as well uh, that would really let you get pretty deep into the token realm. Yeah. I'm looking at Bray's Apprentice right now uh, out of Modern Horizons 2. Mm -hmm. Gets you a Thopter when it comes down, and then you can tap it to sacrifice an artifact, including your mana rocks along with your tokens, uh, to exile the top card or give a creature plus two, plus zero until the end of turn. I do really like that outside of your normal Aristocrats decks, with it being mono red, you can put in haste effects and lay in a ton of tokens, get a whole bunch of enter the battlefield triggers with them, 
swing all out, don't even care if people block the ones that don't get through because they're going to die and give you death triggers, then there's a lot to like about this kind of whole idea. It's I'm, I'm actually kind of sad that I haven't leaned into uh, mono-red aristocrats before. There's also phoenixes to play with. It's certainly not all of them, uh, but there are a lot of them that can die and come back fairly easily. Um, let's take a look at which one's specifically would work in this. How much time have I got? I mean, as much time as you need. Oh, I thought we were on a time limit here. I'm all, I'm all talking fast and typing fast. So the Owl Phoenix, Rekindling Phoenix, is great for this. Uh, when Rekindling Phoenix dies, create a 0-1 red elemental token, creature token. Without the beginning of your upkeep, sacrifice this creature and return uh, Rekindling Phoenix from your graveyard to the battlefield against haste. Uh, it is four minutes, so it's a little pricey, but the fact that it gives you a token uh, that sacrifices itself is really, really good for what we're trying to do as far as getting inner and leave the battlefield triggers all at the same time. I think that one's kind of a slam dunk here. Other, let's sort these by CMC and find the cheap phoenixes. Flamewake Phoenix uh, has haste when it comes out the gate, and it has a ferocious, which you do get with your commander, you get the ferocious trigger, along with if you're boosting any of your tokens or just the rest of the cards you have, you can, it's not too hard to make stuff have four power. Uh, but it returns with one red mana and haste uh, if you have something with four power or greater, which is great. Uh, Lightning Phoenix uh, can't block, but it, it also has haste, and you can pay red if something somebody was dealt three or more damage, and it returns. That's also another great option. I don't want to go too deep into the Phoenixes here, though, because a lot of them cost, you know, there are a lot of mana to get back and that kind of thing. I think those ones specifically are really, really good here, though, because you can just keep on them, sacrificing them and bringing them back, uh, along with them being flying and hasty. So you get, you know, you kind of hit them on all sides there with an end of the battlefield trigger, some attack damage in the air, and uh, some death triggers as well. Uh, you can really, really start bringing some life totals down. And honestly, that feels like a pretty good core of the deck. You really want to uh, lean into the repercussion effects for your commander specifically, and just because you're going to be dealing a lot of damage in general. And it's really nice when you can do it to a creature to to uh, to also deal it to the uh, the player as well. Uh, so there's those effects with Stuffy Doll and, and all those kind of things that play well with your commander. Your commander acts as a nice sack outlet and a board wipe at the same time. Uh, after you've swung through for a whole bunch of damage and you kind of made it obvious that you're doing, <laughs> that everything's dying this turn, uh, you can, you know, sacrifice your commander to do that. Uh, and then you want your inner the battlefield effects that deal damage, uh, like your perforoses and uh, the the four mana exile from the top, uh, or you can alternatively, when a creature enters the battlefield, it deals one damage. There's a whole bunch of those type effects. That, that you're going to want to play a lot of. A whole bunch of token producers out there that you can definitely lean into, whether it be Devils. Uh, and then there's the actual Phoenixes as well to kind of get in some combat damage. You also want some stuff that gives stuff haste, like uh, Ogre Battle Driver, Anger, those type of things. Uh, or even just your old Fervor would, would work great mm -hmm. uh, to make sure that you can swing with tokens and what have you as soon as you bring them in. Uh, I think you can really whittle down some life totals quickly with this between hitting that whole spectrum. Yes, you definitely could. It sounds very mono red, but also brings in some interesting <laughs> elements that don't necessarily necessarily feel mono red. There's a lot right, of rogues. That was the part I missed. 
is is uh, usually in aristocrats, you're having to bring stuff back from the graveyard. We are not even going to bother with that here. When you can polymorph with tokens and also uh, do the exile to cast uh, effects, then you can just hopefully draw enough cards, or quote unquote draw enough cards that I that you can just cast new stuff and keep on going without even having to bring anything back from your graveyard, mm-hmm. which I think is a is, is a fun fresh take on the aristocrats. And you can mantra. probably run a few a couple fewer lands than other decks as well because you're just you're going to be running a lot of rocks in this sort of deck. So this feels fairly low to the ground. Um, that's one that we didn't hit on is uh, creatures that can also give you mana. There are a couple out there. You don't have to go full Doxnet Extortionist, although obviously that would be very good. Uh, but there's there's a couple uh, that when they enter the battlefield, they, just, uh, they add mana. Uh, I know there's a Priest of Gix with color shifted to red out there that does that, where it costs three and you can cast it and it gives you three mana so you can just keep on going kind of thing. Uh, there's quite a few treasures like Impulsive Pilf- Pilferer and what have you as well. So certainly you can run low to the ground and still have creatures that give you mana to kind of get you there for your big spells because you're going to want that for some of your big engines. All right, sounds good. We have just heard building a mono-red Ryusei deck that is will be mono-red aristocrats and will be taking life totals down at a table near you. I want to thank you for being on the show today, Doug. It's been great having you. Not a problem. This and, was really fun, actually. And if you're interested in hearing any of the previous Lightning Build series that I've done on this episode, on this podcast, as well as the entire back catalog of the MTG and Quarantine podcast, you can find those on Spotify, Google, Apple, Player FM, MTG Cast, and many other podcast outlets. So again, this has been the MTG and Quarantine podcast. My name's MJ. Have a great rest of your day, everybody.